What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Bevo Boys. I'm Joe Scanlon. Guy on the other side of the microphone is Creighton Branch. We have a jam-packed episode for y'all today. First off, Texas playing in the Alamo Bowl again. <laughs> Might as well call it the Texas Invitational, folks, because uh, it seems like Texas plays there almost every year now. We also talk about Sam Ellinger not deciding whether to go to the draft or come back up in the air. Pretty exciting there. We also talk about our Christmas wish list for the Longhorns, as well as the final CFP rankings and the travesty that is Cincinnati being jumped by OU and Florida. Um, so, so pretty jam-packed episode, like I said. We're going to get right into it. Creighton, Merry Christmas, man. How are you doing? Hey, Merry Christmas to you too, Joe. I mean, uh, what's what, what else could you ask for than a Texas Bowl game? I mean because they come few and far in between for these past 10 years. So the fact that we are playing past Christmas at this point is a uh, it's a nice thing to have. I'll agree. I, I, it really is, even though it seems we only play in one bowl. Yes. And that, <laughs> that my friends, is the Alamo Bowl. So, uh, so Creighton, so like I said, we're in the Texas Invitational. I'm sorry, the Alamo Bowl. And uh, they're playing the Colorado Buffaloes, a former Big 12 opponent – uh, and as Longhorn fans will remember, it was the Buffaloes that were on the other end of the 70-3 drubbing massacre. Close game. Shellacking. Close, ga- close game for the first two minutes. Uh, <laughs> Joe Klatt, Colorado, Colorado quarterback. <laughs> yes. That we, uh, we, we defeated the Buffaloes in the 2005 Big 12 championship game on the way to a national championship. Probably the best moment of my life so far. Uh with Vince Young hitting, he's at the corner, he's got it! Uh, I just want to just try to relive in the past, but of course, Creighton, we, we, we cannot. We could, so, use, uh, we could use one of those again. We really could. And we could have had one if Urban decided to come back, but, hey, you know, I'm just... One day, one of our blasts from the past will be a championship game because we're playing in one. One day. Oh my god. If we if that happens, I hope one by then we are getting paid for this. Yes. Um, <laughs> two two, I hope it's soon. <laughs> so, exactly. Um but let's get into this Alamo Bowl. It's Texas versus Colorado. Texas, you know, no stranger to the Alamo Bowl. They were in the Alamo Bowl last year, thirty eight to ten victory over number twelve Utah, who no one gave us a chance to beat and we absolutely stomped them. <laughs> and uh, no surprise, Sam Ellinger and Joseph Osai were the MVPs of the game. But uh, that's going to be different this year, at least on the defensive side of the ball, as Joseph Osai has opted out uh, to move on to the NFL draft, which, as we said in previous episodes, we agree with. We wish him well. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be a, a detriment to the uh, defense here um, in this game. So, so let's look at Colorado, Creighton. They, uh, according to ESPN, we have an 80% chance to win, and uh, Colorado is 4-1 and one this year. They lost to the Utes in their final regular season game, and uh, I, honestly, on paper, this looks like a game Texas should win easily. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a good matchup for uh, Texas, uh, the way this, this Colorado team stacks up against them, and the one thing we know that if you, if you don't like Tom Herman at all, you have to agree that in bowl season, he always has his team ready to go, no matter who the opponent is. They're undefeated under Tom Herman in bowl season. They've played some pretty tough teams. They played a Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. They played a Utah team last year who had basically the number one defense in the nation. It was not easy. And those guys were talking a lot of trash, thinking that they were just going to roll over Texas, and they didn't. Uh, it, it was uh, an embarrassment. So... I think this is a really uh, good matchup for Texas. I think this is one of the easier matchups, honestly, in the past the past Alamo Bowls we've had. This, I think, is probably the easiest one, actually, um, that, that we have, opponent, that is, that we've faced. Um, because if you look back, we've played Oregon, we've played Oregon State, we've played Utah. I mean, those teams were tough. And so uh, this Colorado team favors us much better than those. And it's going to be interesting to see, though, uh, this will be probably the first time in quite some time that Texas is the team that doesn't have most of its players. Usually we have one or two guys go out, sometimes just one, maybe none, and the team we're playing against usually is the team that everyone's sitting out. You saw that with a Georgia. And so this will be the first time that Texas is dealing with that, and especially the way they're dealing with it, with them all being captains. 
um, they're major parts to the to the defense, and you wonder what that's going to do in this game. But I think overall it's going to be a good matchup. This is going to allow Sam Ellinger to really shine, and if he is as good as a quarterback as uh, we believe him to be, and if he can play on the next level, you will see it in this game. You mentioned the captains um, all opting out, and you know it's going to be up to, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be up to. Um, like people like Demarion Overshawn, yeah. Um, people like Jalen Green. As a, oh. I know we call him a stooge. I know we call him a stooge, but like the three stooges are going to have to step up here. They are going to. You're Chris absolutely Brown right. Out now you have Caden Stearns. So like it's going to be up to these guys to step up and show that they can lead this team. They can lead the defense uh, against a Colorado team that you know only played five games, but that's just not that's no fault of their own. That's the Pac-12 deciding not to start the season on time due to COVID. But uh, you know a- a- another interesting point for this game, it's going to be a battle of the Sams. Yes, it you will. have Sam Ellinger on the Longhorn side, and you have Sam Neuer. <laughs> Slinging the rock for the Buffaloes, and so uh, look a little looking at uh, Neuer. He's thrown for a hundred, a uh, hundred. Excuse me. He's thrown for a thousand yards this year. Uh, six touchdowns, five interceptions. So really, I mean, in five games, that's not that impressive, honestly. And that's why I really think Texas. That's just why Texas has an eighty percent chance to win per ESPN because their defense is still it, it's still a good defense even without you know Joseph Osai. Uh, Caden Stearns, like we said, wasn't even a factor this year. So honestly, who cares? Um, and and then Chris Brown had a pretty solid uh, uh, season in the in the defensive backfield for the Longhorns. But uh, I, I think I think the defense will be able to step up. I think Chris Ash has gotten his defensive scheme in place um, to to give the Longhorns a good chance at stopping the Buffaloes. And uh, and it'll it, honestly, I'm going to say this, Creighton. I think it comes down to the offense. Does does Sam have one more game left in him, possibly? Um, or And can Bijan run all over the Buffaloes like he ran all over Kansas State? Uh, and and will Tom let him run all over the Buffaloes like he did against Kansas State? Because, it, I don't know, I, and again, I don't know why it took so long for him to realize, oh, we should just start running Bijan yeah. and throw Roshan in there on third downs. It should have been the second third- game of the season. It's it and it, it sucks. It really kind of sucks because if we had seen Bijan do that all year, I think we win every game. I really most do. yeah. You definitely. Win I don't the TCU think we fumble the ball on the one yeah. yard line. Yeah, we win the TCU game. I think we win the Iowa State game. Uh, well, I mean, he ran a lot in the Iowa State game. I think coaching just sealed our fate there. I think we win <laughs> the OU game. No, I agree. I was about to tell you that. Um, but didn't Bijan didn't Bijan get hurt? Yeah, he he had, he took a tumble. Yeah, he and, he got tweaked like, up. Hurt something. Yeah. So, which we'll talk more about that in our Christmas list. I have a special Christmas uh-huh. wish for for that. But um, but yeah, I mean, before we head out this segment, Creighton, I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. I I really do. It's going to be one of the better games this bowl season. Um, you know, it's not going to touch OU Florida or Georgia Cincinnati. But um, I still think it's going to be an entertaining game for, for non-Longhorns and Buffalo fans as well. Um, you know, it's always a blessing to be able to watch football um, at this time of year. I mean, you get your, you get your eggnog, you get your, <laughs> leftover Christmas, you get your leftover Christmas cookies, and you sit down and watch a good Alamo Bowl. And uh, for my prediction, Creighton, I think, um, I think the opt-outs are going to affect Texas. Okay. But I think Sam Ellinger... Throws in a little magic once again, and they win 35-28. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that, that's close. That's real close. That's a touchdown. Wow. Like I said, it's the, de- the defense is going to have to step up, but uh, I think I think they're able to hold the Buffaloes at only four uh, touchdowns. I think you're uh, absolutely spot on when you talk about this being an offensive uh, showcase for Sam Ellinger and those guys on that side of the ball because I, be- I, I really do believe that this defense that Texas has uh, in this game and then going into next year, I still think they're super stacked if they play the right way. Um, Overshawn, DeMarvian, he's just so good. And uh, Jalen Green, as much as we talk about him, he does, from time to time, he will make a play. And, you know, you got guys like that. And then, you you know, you you still have that defensive line that's still so good, even though Graham's uh, gone. You know, the rest of those guys plug and play, it's great. And... I think I think defense is going to 
have, I'm not going to call it an easy time, but I think they're going to give Colorado fits for this entire game. And because of that, it's going to come back down to Sam. If Sam can have a good game, uh, like he's supposed to, we've seen, we've seen what a good Sam Ellinger is. And if he can have one of those games, I, I mean, I don't, I personally would think that this game ends somewhere along the lines of 42 to 21. Uh, that's where I see it. And so, but the thing is, if Sam is off, it's going to be like your score. It's going to be very close and it will be a, it will be way too close for comfort. Um, and I think that another thing that you can look at is to see when, when we talk about Tom Herman this year and the way that these guys have been prepped, obviously these guys have not, you can see that I don't, I don't want to blame it on him, but you can see that these guys come out each game and they're not really ready and so that doesn't happen in bowl games so if that happens this time around then that's going to make everybody worried and then the second thing that i'm looking forward to in terms of this game is seeing our new guys get some plays uh jake majors this new center that we're going to start out next year is getting to play this uh this game and they have raved about this kid since they started recruiting him uh he was a stud in high school he's massive a massive kid he was pushing everybody off the line in uh, high school and so I'm really excited. I wish he would have got to play a little bit more this year, but I totally get it. Uh, you're not going to play, you know, much when you have a captain starting at center. So uh, it, it'll be cool to see him play and see some of these other guys get some opportunities. But it's going to—you're right—it's going to come back down to Sam. He's going to have to show up, and if he does show up, this is really going to. This will—I think this, depending on how well he does in this game, will make his decision on when he comes back or not. So, or if he comes back or not. So would you say if he plays well in this game, he comes back, or if he plays? I think if he oh, plays, oh, no, no, yeah. If he plays well, he'll go on. I think if so. If he plays terrible, he's good. That's going to leave a bad taste in his mouth. I think if he work. plays well enough, he is going to be told by. Okay, let me tell you. Let me. Let me. I'll say this. Um, it's it's no uh, secret that whoever is telling these kids to opt out uh, at the University of Texas is really just saying, hey, if, if you even have a shot to be in the NFL, you should go. Because guys like Brennan Eagles are now opting out. So whoever's telling these people uh, that it's okay. Don't get me started exactly. start on Brennan Eagles so, opting so, out. I'm so, sorry. So whoever is telling these people that it's okay to opt out at that point, um, you got to think that they're a little laxed in terms of wh- where they believe these guys are going to go. So if Sam has a good enough game, I believe he's going to be told by whoever that, hey, you're probably good enough to go on. You should go on. And he's going to get to play in the Senior Bowl, too. Now, if he doesn't play a good game, I really think that's going to be a situation where he's like, you know, not even just that game. He goes, you know, I could have had a much better season. If I come back one year and I just play better than I did before, I definitely will be in the NFL. And that's that's the goal. And so, yeah, uh, if he if he plays good, I think he's the little birds that are, you know, talking uh, to these players, telling them to, if they should go on or not, I think they're going to I think they're going to convince him. I think the little birds are drunk. But, <laughs> You're uh, telling me. You're telling me. <laughs> but, I don't. I didn't but, say uh, I don't so, agree with it. I definitely don't. Oh agree yeah, with no, it. no. I, I got eagles. Jesus, that that's terrible. That <laughs> we could talk about that later. That's awful. But um, final thing for for y'all folks. So so it's the Alamo Bowl. It's going to be at 8 p.m. on ESPN. In the Alamo Dome. Creighton, we went to the Alamo Dome. We sure did. It looked a lot different. We sure did. <laughs> looked a it, lot there different. There was a hardwood a, court on the floor. I was going to say, when and, there's uh, a basketball court on the floor, it's different looking. So it, it, it was cool, though. The Final Four was really, really cool. That was a lot. Man, that was, a, that was almost three years ago now. Yeah, dude. post-pandemic. I mean, pre-pandemic. Way pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah. my God. So, I, yeah. Uh, but let, as, we, uh, as we talk about Sam... And uh, whether he has a good or bad game, what he will decide to do. Right now, according to a Chip Brown of Horns 24-7, Sam has said uh, he's given thought to the possibility of returning for another year. That means he's thinking about it, Grayton. He said he hasn't reached a conclusion, and of course he could return due to this free eligibility year uh, due to COVID-19. So, um, Creighton, some people are saying him staying would be a positive. And here's why. They say that he wasn't put in the best situations this year due to coaching. I agree. Yep. I think there's he's had to bail us out of he had to bail us oh, out of tech. He almost, almost every bailed game. us out of Iowa State. It's 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 terrible. He OU he bailed us. Oh, that was oh my god. But um, but you know, maybe maybe 
you know, another year or another offseason to prepare, another offseason of familiarizing himself with uh, Mike Yersich and the system, which it shouldn't take long because that system is so elementary. I can run that system. Um, and then they say it, it's a possibility because he familiarizes himself with the system. He's, you know, a fifth-year senior. He's been playing for years. It's almost like Hunter Renfro. But uh, they could he could have a possibility of a breakout year. The breakout year he was supposed to have this year, he could have next year due to all of those uh, um, uh, intangibles lining yeah. up. No. Um, by the way, for any, for anybody that looks at you know a Hunter Renfro situation, don't don't get it twisted. Hunter Renfro is a good player in the NFL, so it can be done. You you definitely can play. Very, very long in college and still have good careers. And also, if you if you ask me right now, do I think Sam is coming back? My answer to you is yes. I do believe Sam Ellinger is coming back. Uh, yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I, I do think Sam Ellinger is coming back um, for the reasons that he has not decided yet. I think that that... I think it is honestly a very tough decision for him. And I just... I just don't think he thinks that he has done what he's needed to do yet or where he wants to finish out. Um, now, is that at the top of the mountain championship? I'm not quite – that'd be nice. I'm not quite sure that's exactly what he's looking for. I just think he wants a better season, uh, you know, to prove himself, to prove to this the nation that this team is, is talented. And also, I, I think that, you know – I don't think there's anything when, – when people go and say, hey, you shouldn't come back because you might get hurt, I get that sometimes. But, like, it's football. Like, the odds of you getting hurt are pretty high. So, like, that's that shouldn't be your only concern. I mean, you're going to get hurt basically in any level. And I think when Sam looks at it and he goes, well, if I – if I, you know, like, if I come back and I have just as good as a season as last year, probably just going to end up where I was – but if I can just do a little bit better, I'm going to have that opportunity. And like he said, I think when he, when he says, well, you know, no senior quarterbacks ever been in this position where they have a free year of eligibility, I don't think he's saying that just off the cuff. I mean, I honestly believe that he is legitimately thinking about coming back. And I, at this point, like last week or two weeks ago, I would have said, nah, I think he's going to go. But at this point right now, the way he was talking this week, I think Sam Ellinger will be the quarterback for Texas next year. You know what, Creighton? The more more people talk about it, and and people were talking about it before he even said anything. Yeah. Um. To Horns twenty four seven. Um. I I I had a feeling he might come back because this man loves the University of Texas. He loves playing football for the University of Texas. And I think he realizes this year was not the year it was supposed to be. So if you have that chance, if you had, to quote a wise man, if you had one shot, one <laughs> opportunity, would you capture it or let it slip? This is Sam Ellinger's last chance. He gets one more shot at it. And if I'm Sam, I don't think I'm I don't think he's going high in the draft if he goes to the draft. He might be second maybe second probably third or fourth round oh i think he's and, and a, I, I think he'd be I, lucky to be third round okay you're saying maybe fourth or fifth round i mean yeah we all we know Dak prescott did get drafted in the fourth round but i mean um for sam i think another year would only do him good um i have some pros and cons listed uh great so here's some pros that i have for why he should stay or why him staying would be a good thing for texas one, he's a fifth-year senior. The experience is there. The fans love him. You and I both love him. That kid is, like I've said many, many times before, Texas doesn't deserve this kid because they have done him dirty with Tom Herman. So dirty. And I don't care if Tom calls him all that in a bag of chips and he treats <laughs> him like his son. He has screwed his son over so many times um, with coaching. So, but And then not only does he you know have that experience he's a leader he is the leader of that team and i don't know if casey thompson or hudson card can step up and fill that role next year and i, I get it yeah. that it might be time for them to to do that to be able to step up and do that but i think we still have a talented enough team next year especially with Bijan coming out of nowhere if he continues that next year 
I think we can compete for the Big 12 championship. And I know Tom's goal is to be in the conversation, but I legit think we could have a true shot at the Big 12 championship next year because the only team I see maintaining and getting better is Oklahoma. Yeah. Which it's going to be like that for years and years to come. Let's all get used to it. It's going to suck, but we can maybe somehow beat But them. the thing is is like it should be like that. It should like there should have never been an issue where Texas was in a down situation um where they were trying to compete with a Iowa State or a Baylor or West Virginia. It should have always been Oklahoma and Texas are always going to be at the top of the Big 12 and these other teams below us are going to have to really fight to get there. It should never be the other way around. Um, so Oklahoma's doing their part. Texas, on the other hand, is not. And that that's the thing. So it, it shouldn't have, oh, you should get used to it. Oh, yeah, the OU is going to be like this. No, it should just be OU is really good and Texas is really good. And so I, I, I agree with you on the point that I think if Sam Ellinger comes back, I don't think it's crazy to think that this team is not in terms of uh, or is, is not in the conversation to be in the top four spot in the playoffs. I mean, this team is that good. Legitimately, Tom Herman... Say what you want, but outside of the tw- and the twenty one, the twenty one class isn't too bad. The twenty two class has issues, obviously, but the twenty, the nineteen, and the eighteen class is really good still. And they these guys like Overshawn. Um, if if Jalen Green can really buck up, he's got a lot of promise. Uh, the problem is he just doesn't make he makes too many mistakes. But guys like that, um, and the defensive line is going to be stacked. I mean, this team should easily be in the championship game, Big 12 championship game, if Sam's back. It should be that thing because here's the thing. Iowa State's going to drop off. I don't see Baylor getting any better. West Virginia's finding their way, but they're not that good. Tech obviously is sucky. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of TCU. They're they're going to be better. TCU, same thing. But they're gonna, not going to be good. And, you know? and Gary Patterson does have – Gary Patterson has Tom's number. Yeah, like, he does. He, he has does. his number. Oh, man. So, except so. when it comes to recruiting Zach Evans and Bijan Robinson. But that's nonetheless. Hey, oh, and we so, won. we just got to get that in there. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> always got to find a way. No, good kid. Love the guy. But, anyway, all fun and games. Um, no, you look at all these guys. Everybody in the Big 12 is going to drop off other than OU. As expected, they got Spencer Rattler, who's only a baby right now. You know, he's barely starting out. And... He sure does. And Texas, I mean, if if they got Sam coming back, I mean, they're going to be favorites to win it, I, I I truly believe. They're going to have a good wide receiver class still. They obviously got the running back situation figured out. Their offensive line is going to be pretty good, I believe, with Jake Majors at the center position and those guys on the other side of him. Uh, I mean, you could look at all, all over. It should have been a situation, or he went to the Big 12 championship this year, and we go next year. But uh, if Sam doesn't come back... Your your point about Casey Thompson and Hudson Card, expect I'm gonna I, I'm not gonna blame Hudson Card for not being able to fill the shoes right now, but Casey Thompson if he can't step in there and be pretty good, that's gonna be pretty disappointing. Uh, the guy's been behind Sam and has been you know he's seen this program, he's been experienced, he takes reps, you know, he, I mean he's not gonna be a scrub, he's going to be um, an upperclassman. So if he, if Sam leaves and he comes and Casey Thompson gets to start there. And he doesn't do good. That's going to be disappointing. Now, if Hudson Card gets in there and this team wins, let's say we say we go back to a normal schedule next year, and he wins nine games or eight games in his first year, you got to be feeling pretty good about that. Now again, because the the thing is, is going from a quarterback like Sam Ellinger, who is going to be a four year starter, or three, basically a four year starter, and then dropping to a freshman who hasn't basically played anything at that point, you know. You, you gotta level your expectations, but uh, I do I do hope Sam comes back. I do think Sam will come back, and if he does come back, watch out because Texas is going to be a very athletic team, and they're going to give Oklahoma a run for their money. I I agree hundred percent, and yeah, I, it should be Oklahoma and Texas every year. Um, I really think coaching has kind of screwed us these last few years, but you know we get the past is the past. The past is the and, past. Uh, the past and the future is the future, and right now we are in the present, and that is a gift. But you know what? Take what take Rupert some of that. take some of the, he sure did take some of this Sooners. <laughs> you, you, they, so Oklahoma always gets transfer quarterbacks, right? Well, Mordecai just transferred from Oklahoma to SMU, so take some of that from medicine. So I would love to see what happens I after Spencer Rattler. I think they got Rattler. a couple five stars coming in. Crazy, don't worry so about don't, that. Don't, don't talk about that. That's not the point. It's <laughs> not the point here. That's if the point is so, is that um, they always take everybody's of, transfers. 
That is true. That is true. It is funny to see them on the other end of that. But real quick, a couple cons why Sam shouldn't come back or why I'd be not happy he came back. Mm -hmm. This man needs to get better at throwing the deep ball. We know it. You know it. He can't throw the deep ball to save his life. Um, And if he can learn that this offseason, if he can get even better at that, maybe get on in sync with his receivers, that's all he's missing from his game is the deep ball. I completely agree. That is all he's missing. And then maybe making some less dumb decisions, like taking that sack with the Iowa State game. If he just runs forward, granted the play call was stupid. They should have run a quarterback Mm -hmm. power, but they didn't. So, but just, you know, make realizing 1-1,000, there's nothing, run forward. Make it easier on your uh, kicker to kick a field goal. And then, you know, like everyone's been saying, it kind of just feels time for him to move on because he's been there for so long. But again, if he gets that, exper- if he gets that experience in the offseason, he develops the deep ball, he learns the your system. Like, God, I hate that. It's so elementary, Creighton. It's so... Screens and runs and screens and runs and OSU fans warned me. They warned me. Screens and they runs. Said, screens and they runs. They said, "Oh, you're happy. You're happy about your sitch right now. Wait till you see what he runs." And now I know yeah. why they were not happy with him. So, but I think if he gets that experience in the offseason, I and coming back and being a leader of the team and loving the Longhorns, I really like you said. I think they can be in the. They can definitely make the Big Twelve championship game. So uh, I just th- I guess we'll have to wait and see after the bowl game. I think it's unfair for people to say that it's just Sam t- it's Sam's time to leave. I mean, do you guys want to win or do you not want to win? Obviously, when number eleven is taking snaps behind the cor- behind the center, I feel better. I feel you feel better about it, regardless of what mistakes he makes. Are do you want somebody else there? Eventually, it's going to happen. But let's say Casey Thompson comes in next year and you don't have as good as a season as you had the past two years, because uh, even this season, as it wasn't that good, we still won a fair amount of games. We only lost three. But uh, if, if Casey Thompson comes in and is not that good, you're going to definitely wish that Sam had come back. And I think that we're in no position as Longhorn fans to say, oh, well, it's time for Sam Ellinger to leave when he's given all this to the university over four years. And if like well, we, we're going to just be upset if he comes back for one more, I mean, the dude's legit. And you're right. The only thing keeping him back is that deep ball because the only thing, um, the big thing, in, like obviously in the NFL, is is can you throw the ball far? And if he can figure that out, he's got the running skills. I mean, he's not a swift. Well, actually, I don't know, man. He's not a swift runner, but the dude could put some moves on some people. Okay, he can he can, he can step. People don't know that, but he he can really step, and he can he can run as a truck as well. And so if he can do that alongside with throwing a really good deep ball. He's going to raise his stock quite some by a lot. I mean, he's going to have a lot of promise going into the next level. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So I guess we'll have to wait and see for the Alamo Bowl and right. then see what his decision. He said he's going to wait till after the bowl game. Talk to his family, friends, probably Tom. Come back, Tom. Come back. Tom. Come back. Don't talk to the guy. That's, don't talk to the guy that's telling everybody to leave. Whoever's yeah, whoever, whoever, whoever that drunk bird is. Yeah, yeah. don't talk. Don't to talk him, to man. that guy. Golly. <laughs> So, uh, Creighton, it is Christmas today, and uh, I figured, you know, it's a little late to ask Santa for presents, but uh, we can ask uh, we can ask for some things for the Longhorns next year for sure. So, uh, I figured we could uh, give a couple things on our Longhorn wish list. Um, would you like to start us off, buddy? Yeah, I'll start. I don't have a particular order. I just got a few. Uh, so, okay. my number one. Now, like I said, no order, but... The first one. No uh, order. No order here. My, 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 I will also my, not do an order. We'll just. Good. My first one up is I I my on my Christmas wish list is I hope that Mike Yersich's playbook gets lost and he has to create a new one. That's what I want. That's <laughs> that that's on that's on my wish list. That for some reason somebody mistakes it, throws it in the trash, or accidentally loses it, and he's like, I can't find it. Got to make all these new plays. And hopefully he won't remember, you know, most of them have to redesign everything. And then the offense will be completely retailored and it'll be perfect next year. That's my first wish is that Mike Yersich's playbook gets lost. I, 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 I will also add that to my list. I have three <laughs> other things, but I mean, I, I, that's brilliant. I love it. My first, uh, my first thing on the list is, and, and I know this is a long, it's a, it's a long shot and it's probably, it's all, well, it's gone now, 
Yeah. But uh, I guess this is more of a Christmas of the future. Okay. I want a new coach, Creighton. I oh, Tom, there it I is. Hate Tom Herman. This guy sucks. He is terrible. He c- coached us out of games several times this year that cost us to be in the Alamo Bowl again. And so we need it. We need a new head coach. Um, and yes, I do understand. He we do get him next year um, because we can't. We don't want to pay his buyout and pick in bring in a experiment like we did the last yeah, time. Yeah, it's not worth it. But man, if if we lose two or more games next year. He's gone. Yeah, he's like, gone. He he's gone. gone. Yeah. The only loss that I will accept is OU in the in the Cotton Bowl. It's the only one that should ever uh, happen. Is that game should flip like, flop? Th- that game that game is always unpredictable for the most part because it's a rivalry game and both teams just hate each other. Um. So, but yeah, no, I I I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping we win a Big Twelve championship next year. Of course, Tom will stay. But uh, but if he loses two or more games, man, he needs to be gone, and we just go get the next best available. I hope that well no more so is I'll ne- I will I don't think I will ever be able to get over maybe not until next year get over that Iowa State loss because that was so evident that you got out coached more so oh, yeah. than any part Mike of this Campbell's year coach. yeah I mean it was obvious you got out coached no um, would I mind a new head coach of course not I would like a new head coach if he can do better bring in I keep saying at this point whoever can do the job right. Bring them in. Next best available. Yeah, <laughs> just just for real, bring them in. All right. Next on my list, on my glorious Texas Longhorns wish list, is I hope, I really hope that the college football playoff committee expands this thing to eight teams so that for some reason Texas locks up and gets in that eight or seven seed and can make the college football playoff. That's what I hope. Because at this point, it's like too it. dang hard for the Longhorns to make it in a top four. We need a top eight. If we can, if we get a top eight, I'm feeling pretty good about our chances. And that that's what I hope. All we have to do is go undefeated and win the Big 12 championship Ex- and we're in the top they, four, Creighton. Yeah, all we have to do. Absolutely. All, <laughs> all we, we have, have to, to do. do. We've been saying that for a decade now. Yeah. Pain. 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 Uh, my second thing, my second thing on this list is, uh, for the love of God, run Sam more. <laughs> Why did we get away from running Sam? Every time we got inside the five yard line, we would run a quarterback power. He'd get in the end zone. He'd run over somebody, or he'd high step it in. It's, Ugh. it was, it was flawless. It was awesome. It was awesome. And then look at. Look at Florida. Florida in the SEC. Cha- Kyle Trask looked like Sam. I texted you. I said. Why does Kyle Trask look like Sam Ellinger circa 2018? And because he's a Heisman Kyle candidate. Trask would take the ball. He's a Heisman candidate. And that's what Sam should have been this year. But what did we do? We went away from running Sam. We ran Keontae inside the inside the five-yard line, and he fumbled it on the one. Sam wouldn't have fumbled it on the one. Sam would have held the ball and not tried to reach it out like an idiot. So for the, for I mean, it, whether it be for just one more game or he comes back for another year, run Sam. Please do it. I know you're listening, Tom. Do it. I know you're listening, Tom. It would be uh, it'd be refreshing to see Sam run again because you line that guy back uh, on the back. Rarely did he ever get stopped. Only a few times did he actually get stopped. Most of the times he broke through, whether it be a first down or crossing uh, the goal line. I mean, he he converted on almost everything they did. And I, the only reason I want to think they ran away from that is because they were nervous on how much he was going to get banged up, but. I mean, that's just Sam, man. Sam's not the finesse quarterback. Sam's a gritty quarterback. He's going to get banged up. He's going to have shoulder issues. He's going to be hurt, but he's going to play through it, and he's going to be able to win you games if you just let him do what he's supposed to do. For sure. So what's your what's your last one here, Creighton? My last one, and it was hard. I had, I had, I had a few that I wanted to uh, – Go, but I, I'm gonna go with this one, because since Bajan Robinson looks to be our starting running back for next year, I hope that somebody gives on my on my Christmas wish list. I wish and I hope that somebody gives Bajan Robinson stickum as his stocking stuffer, because I can't do any more of these fumbles at the goal line next year to lose football games. 
That's the stick them. I need, I need, if we're going to have a running back, I can't do any more of these fumbles. They've cost us too many games the past two to three years. I've, I've, and it looks like Bajan is the real deal. I, we, we, I need someone to give him some stick so he can put that on it his really hands does. and I don't have to worry about that. That's my wish. So whoever's giving Bajan Robinson stocking stuffers, give him some stick so we don't fumble at the goal line. Get him. Get him some stickum. I don't think Bijan would fumble at the goal line. You know who needed the stickum? Keontae. Keontae. He's, he's gone. He's leaving, folks. So don't even worry about that guy. <laughs> my final thing on my Longhorn wish list, and uh, we've spoken about this multiple times on this show, Creighton. Oh. I just want health. Good <laughs> for everybody involved on the team. I want everyone to stay healthy. Once, please, can we have hardly any injuries? One time. Because I understand the injuries will happen. I do. It's football. But it looked like there was a sniper on the roof just picking us off. Every play, it seemed like sometimes, someone was on the ground. So, please, let's get stronger. Let's get faster. Let's get bigger. Let's get healthier. And give me a new strength and conditioning coach, please, Santa, because this guy sucks. Please, Santa. Um, man, I just, just just let's all stay healthy. Let's all stay healthy for for Christmas, and that includes you people. I like. I hope. I hope you keep your good health. Absolutely, so, and that's the reason so, we don't win. That's the reason we lose some of these games. Is we just have so many players that are out. It's the, the health. Time. It's the health. It sucks. And so, yeah, maybe maybe next year we'll we'll stay healthy like OU does. Because honestly, I don't even think they had any. They didn't have any major injuries. I don't. Had, I can't think of any other than. No, you're right. Yep. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so either they're the luckiest team in college football history, or they're doing something right up there in Norman. Uh, maybe maybe we should go take a field trip up there. No, I, I no, I've been to Norman Creighton. I don't think you want to take a field trip. <laughs> I, there's one good restaurant. It's called the Mont. If you're ever in Norman, the Mont, really good. Uh, they call it a Sooner Swirl. I just call it a Sangria Swirl because I will never say that. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a margarita with sangria, and it's really gotcha. Good. Yeah, it's maybe really we need good. to take a field trip up there and, the, and and scope out what's going down in the strength and conditioning and relay it back to Texas. Let's um, let's go take a visit and try to blend in. We can we can blend in, right? Right, with, Creighton? with our burn orange, like with our burn. <laughs> I always made sure I wore a Texas shirt when I was up there. Heck I yeah! Always made sure. I, I I didn't give a crap. Also, I also would blare the fight song as I drove down Main Street. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always fuck OU, folks. It's always, <laughs> oh, yes, it's always. Even always. though they beat us, we try, we, even though they beat us, it's still it's still. It makes so, uh, all those times final, we win more glorious because they don't happen as it much really, anymore. It really does. It really does. <laughs> oh, I still remember 2018. It was beautiful. Oh, was. man. So uh, our final uh, our final section, Creighton, we're going to talk some CFP rankings because, oh, was there some controversy? So uh, let me gather myself here because uh, it, it's just it, – this was terrible, folks. It's um, rough. First off, do, let's talk about the final four. Yeah. Let's talk about the final four. They are who we thought they were, and uh, it was it was pretty simple. Alabama number one because they covered thirty point spreads weekly. Ridiculous. That's when a when a team is covering thirty point spreads weekly, they deserve to be the number one team. I'm sorry, that's that's ridiculous. They, I've never seen a team where it's a minus thirty point spread and they cover it. No, for and it's real. The, and it's the, SC, it's the SEC, so everything's better in the SEC, right? Apparently. So, holy cow. Holy cow. Number two, Clemson. 10-1, and one, the one loss coming to Notre Dame without their star quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Creighton, I know you're very happy about Clemson winning the ACC um, and uh, Trevor Lawrence dominating the Fighting Irish. Let's take some of that. <laughs> and they would have done it very, the first time. They would they would oh they would have they would have and Notre Dame would have dropped out and then it would have made it interesting for number four Ohio State in at three six and zero oh, um, only played five <laughs> games and then uh, played uh, Northwestern had trouble with Northwestern sure did. in the Big Ten championship game and uh, so a lot of people are wondering why they are in because you know you see eleven and zero oh, ten and one six and zero oh, and ten and one why are we not putting in a team that's played more games 
And honestly, I think if Ohio State did play more games, I think they stumble like they do every year. They stumbled oh. against Purdue a few years ago. They stumbled against um, oh, who they lose to last year. They weren't were they undefeated last year? No, they weren't. Were they? They had. No, they I were. thought they had one loss. Did they? They always stumble against somebody. It's not Michigan. No, it's never Michigan. It's usually either. I don't know. It's usually it's never like Michigan. A, it's, it's like it's usually either a Penn State or someone like that. Is usually who it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like Penn State and then Purdue that one year. Yeah, Wisconsin Purdue. sometimes. Maybe. Well, Purdue might have been. Um, was Purdue last year or the year before? It might have been 2018. I think Purdue was 2018. Yeah, I just remember that was that game was. Those Big. guys played lights out at, at Purdue. Give them credit. They but. blew. They blew. They blew Ohio State out. That's incredible. Yeah. Um. But uh, flashback to 2020. We have Notre Dame in at number four, going 10 and one, losing in the ACC. Cha- not even losing, getting blown out in the ACC <laughs> championship game against Clemson. Um. First two out was A and M at eight and one. Their only loss coming to Alabama, and then Oklahoma at eight and two. Of course, they lost to Kansas State and Iowa State early on in the season. Came back, won seven straight or whatever, eight straight. No, seven straight. And, uh, yeah, Grayton, uh, <laughs> what, do you think about the final, what do you think about the top four? I think it's fair. Um, I think any ranking, and I don't say this because we're Texas fans, but any ranking that kept A&M out would have been fair um, because you could have made an ar- <laughs> You literally could have made yeah. an argument for Oklahoma um, if you wanted to. Uh, but no, I think it was the right call. I think this year, and a lot of people had an issue with this, which I was shocked because this is what everybody's wanted for like since the playoff started was the eye test who who looks the best, and Alabama clearly this is the best team Nick Saban's put together <laughs> ever. Dude, and they're so, better than 2011. They're a lot better oh, than 2011. Oh, they're better than oh yeah, no, they're better than 2011. They're better than two years ago. They're better than last year. The year I mean, this team is ridiculous. And They're so, covering thirty point spreads. Yeah, it's Peyton. no fun. It's no fun because all you you're like, oh, there's no way they'll cover that spread, and then they almost double it sometimes. It's ridiculous. So no, that 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 was clearly okay. Clemson would have been number one had they not lost, and they weren't going to lose to Notre Dame. Obviously, if Trevor Lawrence was there, um, so that's the only reason they're two. Those are clearly the two best teams. Ohio State, I believe, it, looking at them, I can't think of a team that's better than them. Um, that should have been in the top four. Um, I look at Oklahoma. I don't see it. A&M dang sure isn't it. Uh, any of those guys, Cincinnati, you could, Florida. I mean, you could throw, I mean, like a lot of those guys, even though Florida lost. I mean, I, I just see, I don't see anybody better than Ohio State at that point. And then Notre Dame, um, what saved them, obviously, was the fact that they beat Clemson the first time and played in the ACC championship. And, I mean, like, it was going to be hard for them to get out. Um, yeah. You know there wasn't going to be very much wiggle room there because uh, they clearly they looked as they were one of the the best teams I believe and uh, the records right behind those guys uh, other than OU I mean you couldn't really justify it so yeah no this year I thought should have went way more on the eye test than anything because of how different everybody's game schedules were and I think that's kind of what the the committee did in a way but no I completely agree with it and to think that anybody should be upset that A and M didn't get in is not looking at it right. That's a joke. This team barely beat anybody that was in the top 25, barely beat anybody that was in a winning record. Let me tell you this, Joe. When when your argument to get into the champ, I mean, in the playoff is because you lost to a top team, <laughs> that's sad. And that is the Aggie way. That is, that, sad. Is, that is so sad. Imagine if Clemson, good old Clemson or Alabama said, well, we should get in because we lost to Notre Dame, or we lost to LSU, something like that, you know, when LSU was good. I mean, that would be, we'd look at that and be like, well, that's embarrassing. I mean, that was A&M's thing. And and then Oklahoma, um, you could see how they thought about that team that they put them at six. Uh, there was, I guarantee you, there was talks in there to possibly put them at four. I know they're two loss, but they won their championship, and that was going to be a big thing. And so you could see how the committee thought that's about them, so jumping them all the way to six. I mean, they went from what? 11 to 10 to 6 11. in a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's 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 crazy. Um, but I agree. This is the right thing. Um, I don't think either semifinal is going to be close. But uh, this was the right four. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just glad I don't have to see OU get the fourth spot again and get blown out oh, in the definitely. first round. Um, you know, although that is one of my favorite holiday traditions now <laughs> at this point. I was going to say, um, it was becoming a regular 
It's becoming to the point of there are three guarantees in life, Creighton, and that is death, taxes, and OU losing in the semifinals. All right, kids, huddle around the TV. We got to watch OU lose by fifty again. That's that's about that's about what it became. All right, kids, put put the Christmas pajamas on. Get the hot cocoa. The Sooners are about to get smacked. Oh man, that that that's funny. Um, you're you're think about Florida. And AM. AM did beat Florida. I, I mean, got that. Florida's I a really good team. But come on. Florida so, played in the championship game, though. They Well, that's just because AM's on the, on the west side. That's so not my A&M. problem. That's not my problem. <laughs> that's not my problem. I hate that argument. That's not my problem. Don't go to the okay. SEC then if you can't hang. If you can't hang, get out. Get they out. Could, they couldn't hang. They couldn't hang in the Big Twelve. I mean, huh? I don't they, know you're where absolutely they gonna go. right. It wasn't like they were <laughs> chopping it up in the Big Twelve. They were barely chopping it up in the Southwest Conference. Don't go into the SEC and get upset Brother. when you got to go play Alabama every year really, and then use them really, as the excuse on why you should get in. That's ridiculous. What a crap thing to say. Because we're in the West. We're in the West. Whatever. Get out there if you really, can't hang. You really went back to the Southwest Conference. <laughs> oh my god! Sure did. I sure did. Where? Where? New segment. Where should A and M go? Because it's clear they can't hang anywhere. Um, they should be independent yeah, so they can I, play I the, the Citadel every game. Was <laughs> Citadel. Uh, I knew the Oklahoma thing was coming. I had a feeling because we 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 said it before. The media loves OU. They're blue blood. They have Lincoln Riley. Um, they passed the eye test uh, just because they're OU. Honestly, one of these years, Oklahoma's going to lose like three games, and people are still going to say they're good. They just got beat. Like, they were unlucky right. three times. You're because, right. Because it's Oklahoma. I have a bad feeling about that. Um, but let's talk about Cincinnati being 9-0, and winners of the American Athletic Conference, and coming in at number eight behind A&M, Oklahoma, and Florida. I think – I think – they deserve to be number six. I nope. I think you're right, and I think this shows you that there's never until we expand, there will never be a group of five team ever in the this, playoffs. This, this this put the nail in the coffin on yeah. group of five because to go undefeated to win your games pretty hand to beat good t- SMU yeah, I was, was say, a they, good team when I was they played. Say, they like, beat Tulsa. Like SMU at one point, they would have been ranked. I mean, that team like they already had a really good schedule. And like the opponents they beat, if SMU had been ranked at the end, had been ranked at the end of the year, uh, this the schedule that they went through was going to be pretty justifiable. It was going to be better than A and M's, and so I hate to get back to them, but you got to throw that in there anyway. So yeah, no, I mean like with that kind of schedule and the way that team looked, and you look at the eye test, you go, this team's legit, and they didn't even crack the top seven. It just shows you that the committee is never going to put a group of five team in. Until we expand this playoff, and they honestly, if they expand it to six, there's a chance they still might not get in. Oh, I agree. It's got to be eight. It's yeah. got to be eight because if it, if it went to six this year, they put in Oklahoma and A and M over uh, um, over Cincinnati and even Florida over Cincinnati. So I mean, and Florida had a bad loss to an LSU team. So yeah. it's a, a bad a bad LSU team. Bad. So. So I agree. I agree. It's got to be expanded to eight. It sucks, though. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it does. Because these teams, I do believe there's some good teams in the group of five. Do I think they can always, would they be able to hang with some of these top teams? No, but I think they should at least get an opportunity to be talking about, hey, we could have been right there. You know, we're six. We are that close to the playoff. I think they should at least get that opportunity. I I don't think they should get the opportunity. I don't think they should be at the point where they go, well, we're just happy to be eight because it wasn't definitely going to get any higher. I, 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 that's that's too bad. And there's some quality football being played. And honestly, the American Athletic, watch out because this conference is coming is like on the up and up like crazy right now. Yes, and, they are. Yes, and they are. So I mean, they're about to get Boise State now in athlete in the AAC um, as football only. So watch out because Boise State's legit. Uh, they're gonna they're on the up and up, and so is the Sun Belt um, in terms of football. Uh, so there's some good conferences coming up. But AAC, I think, could really – they obviously couldn't contend. Could they contend with the Notre Dame? I think so. They'd get smacked by Alabama or Clemson. But they could contend with the Notre Dame. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So real quick, let's uh, let's talk these uh, New Year's Six Bowls. OU Florida, who you got in the uh, Cotton Bowl? Oh, this is a tough one, man. This is going to be one of the closer games. It's going to be one of the good games, yes. And, it, and it's going to be a pick probably all the way to the very start of the game. 
I had to put my money on it, God, I want to say Florida, but my head's telling me Oklahoma. Um, but I'm not doing it. I'm picking Florida. I think Kyle I Trask is going to have a game. Because um, I, I look at it, and I know Spencer Rattler's really good, but the dude can get shaked so hard so fast. Florida's going to come out guns blazing. Um, they hung with Alabama for that for the most part in that championship game. It's not like they got shellacked. They were they had a chance to tie it at no, one point. No, they, they, so, yes, yeah. they did. And so I think yeah, and Kyle no. Trask, oh. don't get it wrong, Kyle Trask is is, going, is is a legit quarterback. And regardless of being in the Heisman or not being in the Heisman conversation, uh, he is going to, I think, light up this Oklahoma team. And he's going to show everybody just how good he is on the national stage. And Spencer Rattler is going to have a really tough time, I think, against Florida. So I'm going Florida. I too will go Florida because I think um, I think Florida's offense is really good and Oklahoma's defense is still a suspect. Everyone's saying that Grinch has turned the OU defense around. That that, that defense is still there. I see them, and well, yeah, they've yeah. played well. They've played better than you know they did under Mike Stoops. But uh, th- that still that defense is still not 100 percent there, and I think Kyle Trask will light them up. He looked he looked super upset after losing the SEC championship game. He's gonna want to go out on. He a was on the ground, wasn't he? The Cotton Bowl. He was on the yeah. He went. He felt like he was crying. He was bad. Yeah. It, it was it was it was it was tough to watch that. And you feel for him. When so that's why I think Florida's gonna come in and just demolish OU. When you're the Oklahoma defense, he, and you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. So obviously they were going to improve. That is true. Continue. That is true. And also. Also, um, like you said, Rattler gets rattled so easily. It's 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 so much fun to see because you can tell they show they show him on the sideline. He's got that stupid look on his face, and you just immediately know he's thinking, he's overthinking, he's rattled. And what does he do? He goes out and throws throws a pick or goes three and out and gets even more pissed. I I think he gets pissed at his teammates. I really do. No, I think because you're right. We actually, saw, we saw it. We saw it in um, we saw it on uh, QB one or whatever that show is called. Yes, he was like John. He was roasting his teammates. He was laying in, being into a him. complete asshole to him. Yeah, and I'm and I think he gets mad at his teammates here, and that's ridiculous. If you're a freshman and you're getting mad at these guys who have played a lot longer than you and won championships and played for or they didn't play for a championship, but they almost made it they to were, the national they were championship. They're in a semifinal, so 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 I think I think I think he's he's got some issues. Uh, Cincinnati, Georgia, in the um, oh, which bowl are they? The Peach Bowl. On New Year's Day, who do you got? You know, I think the committee, along with Oklahoma, has really overrated Georgia this year. Um, has really given them a lot of leeway when they've had two losses for a long time. First of I don't, all, Creighton, will what? Georgia want to be there? Oh, yes, you have to, to wonder about that. You have to wonder about that. And you know what, Joe? They'll say no. So the thing is, what they'll do, they go, no, we don't want to be there. And then they'll get upset that they lost. And I'm like, well, you should have done something about it then. And so they're still not over that, by the way. Um, so I don't do I don't. I usually never do this. Actually, I don't think I've ever done this. But I'm rolling with the Bearcats, and I'm picking a group of five teams yes, to sir. win. And I, I just don't ever do that. But there's something about this team, and I think Georgia's overrated. They're, much, they're not as near as good as they were the past few years. Um, so I'm picking Cincinnati to win this game. It's going to be a close one, but I think it'll be entertaining. And I think you're going to see why Cincinnati should have been in the top six. Oh, Cincinnati is going to be absolutely livid that they were at eight. I think, yeah, I'm rolling with the Bearcats too. Um, they're definitely they're definitely going to play play their asses off to, to beat Georgia. But again, the media will say Georgia didn't want to be there. So uh, get ready for that <laughs> one, folks. They don't uh, want to be next, there. They don't want to be there, but they don't want to lose. It doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. That's it makes so annoying. No sense. No sense. Oh so on the next, the next one on the schedule technically is the uh, semifinal. It's the Rose Bowl. It's uh, not being played in Pasadena this year. It's being played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, Alabama, Notre Dame. I think this one's easy. I think we both have the same answer. It's going to be Alabama covering 30 points. Hold on. Give me a uh, again. What, what, what's the, uh, let me look real quick what the spread is on here. That'll make my decision for me. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. The spread on this game for Alabama, I believe, is... It is 19 and a half. Oh. I got Alabama covering that by 20 more points. They're going to win this game, I believe, <laughs> by 39 points. 
And they might, I'll tell you what, Notre Dame might not score a touchdown, almost like they did in, in the Clemson game. You're welcome, Fighting Irish. But uh, I think that Notre Dame is going to be lucky to get out of here with, with seven points. They might end up with only three points, kind of like a, a, a reminisce of two years ago when they played uh, Clemson and got rattled by a freshman at this point that wears the number 16, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, they, 30 to 3, that was a great game. So I think Alabama wins this game by. 39 points. I got them winning this thing probably 45 to 3. Jesus. That <laughs> happens. That's insane. Sugar Bowl, the other semifinals. Clemson versus Ohio State. I'm rolling with Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, your boy. Who do you got? Yes. You got, you got Trevor Lawrence. Let me tell you. Uh, not only do I have Trevor Lawrence, let me look at this one too. Oh, this is what I think of the semifinals, people. Well, what's this? Okay, the spread here is Clemson 7.5. I got Clemson tripling that. So I got them winning this game. 35 to probably 14. 30, 21 points. We got some blowouts. We got some blowouts. It will not be close, ladies and gentlemen. I will not be close. This is not the same Ohio State team that had Chase Young last year and Okuda and those guys on the offensive side as well. This is a much different team. They still have Justin Fields, but this will be a blowout. So just get ready. We got Iowa State and Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. I'm rolling with the Cyclones. I think they're good. I know I know you're a Ducks fan, so you're going to go with Oregon. But, I don't know, Oregon struggled sometimes this year. I think they struggle again against Matt Campbell's team. Five-star coach over five-star <laughs> players. Give me Iowa State. This will be a fun game. Um, I, I hope everybody watches this because uh, Oregon's had some cool developments in the past, uh, in the past few weeks. Uh, so, Thibodeau, uh, who we know is legit, came in as the number one recruit a few years ago for Oregon. Uh, he's been great. He's been so good for, for the Ducks team. But these past few games, I mean, he has been lights out. I mean, for real. And uh, Oregon is figuring out the quarterback situation um, by, you know, not relying on – I don't even think I'm – I, I will not say his name because it pains me to say it. He's caused me so much stress this year. But anyways uh, – with Brown now start well, I don't know. It depends on what they're gonna do. If Brown starts at quarterback, I, I I'm good. I think the Ducks will win this game, uh, very close. I think they'll win this game probably 28-21, maybe 28-25. It's going to be a close game, but I think this might be the best coaching, uh, chess match we see, uh, especially on that day. And uh, the last uh, of the New Year's six, A and M versus North Carolina. We have AM taking on an old foe in Mac Brown, uh, who is now the head coach of the Tar Heels. Yes, sir. And, uh, give me, give me North Carolina. Mac Brown had AM's number. I think he has it again, even with the new team. Oh, not only do I have North Carolina, their favorite uh, Texas A&M is actually favored by seven. I got no, which is a shame. I got North Carolina winning this game by two touchdowns, and Kellen Mond is going to go from a third to fourth round quarterback to a sixth round. Or possibly a free agent. He is not going to look good in this game Ow. at all. North Carolina is going to set him back very, very far. I don't believe in I don't believe in Kellen Mond. I think he makes way too many mistakes. I don't think he has a feel for the quarterback position to be in the NFL. Uh, Matt Brown's going to be ready to go. This team is stacked. Sam Howell, let's not forget, Sam Howell's a really good quarterback. He's better than Kellen Mond. Um, North Carolina is going to win this game by two touchdowns. All right. Looks like we agree with most of the games, except the Oregon one. Uh, (laughs) Let's wrap this one up, Creighton. Merry Christmas again to everybody listening. We thank you for listening. Um, We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Creighton, any final thoughts for the the viewers? Here's to a Clemson win, a Oregon win, more importantly than anything, a Texas win, but also an Aggie loss. And that's all I hope for this Christmas is the Aggie loss. And I will be set to go. So, uh, no, uh, that that that's about where I'm at. This is going to be a great bowl season. Uh, we've already started, obviously, but get ready. January 1st is going to bring some really good games. These are some of the best matchups we've had in quite some time, uh, especially uh, the Cotton Bowl. And I think the Fiesta Bowl is going to be legit. So get a chair, sit down, watch TV, uh, watch OU not lose by 50 this year, but watch them have a hard time against Florida. But more importantly, watch Texas win the Alamo Bowl on the 29th and watch AM lose to Sam Howell and the fighting Mac Browns. 
Amen, Grant. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better, especially with the uh, the fighting Mac Browns taking down the Aggies. So I hope that happens. Um, but, yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. We'll be back probably around the 3rd. We'll, uh, we'll recap yeah. the bowl season. We'll uh, preview the national championship game because we will have our two teams by then. And we will talk about, of course, the Texas uh, game. What, how did they do against uh, Colorado? And uh, hopefully it's a good one. Uh, hopefully this whole bowl season, like I said, like Creighton said, it's going to be a good season. But uh, until then, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hope 2021 is a lot better than 2020. No kidding. And, uh, remember, <laughs> no kidding, Creighton. Remember, the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook them.